Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. What a funky song, right? I like it. I like it. Hi, everybody. Project Sapient. Week Robo. Yes. We have a lot of news. Go ahead. We have, first, we want to say thank you to our supporters. We have a brand new supporter and sponsor, AAAPoliceSupply.com. That's AAAPoliceSupply.com. You go on their website, you enter Project Sapient. You get 20% off your entire order until the end of December. So this is awesome for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank DCD Automotive, which is the Bach Group, Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, our partners of the Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Hule Law, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok Iman has been trying to show his penis on it a lot. Well, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're almost going to get banned anyway. Band, yeah. uh, maybe we hear that they don't like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Midweek roll call, guys. So, Iman, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I got a, a kind of pretty good, cool story um, about um, this. Uh, did you send it to me? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <sighs> really? Um, there it is. Yeah, so it's written by Sarah Callums. Oh, this is the daughter talking about her dad, no. Jim Callums. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Frontline Voices. Uh, so this was on Police One. It starts off by saying, never quit, never. An officer's journey from childhood dream to reality. Uh, Jim Callums always knew he wanted to protect and serve, but his path to policing wasn't easy. Perseverance, grit, and a never-quit mindset led him to achieve his dream. How about that? I love that. How about that? So let's hear the story. So, uh, so article starts off, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, instead of a response or plea for help on the other line, the call fell silent. It was hung up. Police were dispatched to a location, a nursing home with no information. But in this case, there was only one officer available to take that call. Officer Jim Callums, my dad. Dispatch advised him that they were looking for backup to arrive on scene with caution. Upon uh, entering the nursing home, the staff coordinator asked my dad if there was a problem. I don't know. We received a 911 hangup from this location. Is everyone okay here? Staff coordinator wasn't aware of anyone calling 911. My dad decided to ask dispatch for more information. For John 25. Oh, it's okay. a call sign. Call sign, yep. Do you have any further info on which area this call may have generated. Very standard so far. Very very standard. It looks like it came from the maintenance area. Okay. My dad's sergeant at the time arrived as backup just as he was heading towards maintenance area. After turning the uh, corner, they both stepped in something wet. They looked down, saw a pool of blood. It was coming from a man lying on the floor who had a knife in his hand and had no pulse. Not so standard anymore. Anymore. (laughs) The more blood, they found more blood with two more bodies. Oops. Okay. And the maintenance office, there were three bodies. There was no need to check pulses, my dad said. We all, we all know that. Yeah. Okay. 
Their boots were covered in blood. It was a horrific scene. This incident happened summer of 1987. My dad was 31 years old at the time, same age I am today. So this is Sarah uh, writing this. He had worked at, with the Phoenix Police Department for four years at that point. Wow. My dad later found out that the suspect, the man they found lying on the floor, was upset with a woman who broke up with him. The suspect approached the woman who worked in the nursing home maintenance office with a knife, threatening to kill her. Her colleagues tried to stop the attack, but the man killed them as well as the woman. Then the su suspect turned the knife on himself. Wow. This is one of many cases my dad worked over his 20 plus year law enforcement career and is highlighted in his new book. Oh, all right. I love he wrote it. a book, Unwavering Honor, something to add to my list. Yeah. Which takes readers on a ride along as he responds to calls as an officer from in Phoenix and Los Angeles in the 80s and 90s. Wow. That was one I that was that. like kick-ass yep. policing back yep. then, you know? Wow. I'd love to read this. I'm, I'm going to yeah, buy it. So uh, people who are listening, it's called Unwavering Honor. I already like it. Uh, it's, 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 I mean. And for, for clarity, we don't, we're promoting this because we like it. We're not making any money on no, it. We're no, not. No. This is, well, nine times out of 10, you know how it is. I find an article. I haven't yeah. really read it. Right. We're just reading this for the first time. So it's, it's unreal. So it goes into his career in law enforcement. He was born and raised in Illinois. He's taken several tests to get on police hiring, but never got hired. Um, he says, when I tried uh, getting on the late 70s, job market was tight. A lot of people went after police and fire jobs. There were hundreds, sometimes even thousands of people showing up for just a handful of jobs. When people actually wanted the job. Yeah, not today. <laughs> today, you'll be lucky to get 10. Uh, 10 with fucking uh, 15 on the records, but exactly, okay. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I asked someone at, the, at one time, you keep telling me you'd hire me, but... I don't have any experience. How am I supposed to get experience if you don't hire me? The guy responded, well, with the job market as it is right now, we have people that are already, are already cops that want to come over for whatever reason. So laterals, a lot of laterals yeah, are coming yeah. in. Yeah. So yeah, it's cheaper for them. Don't have to pay for the academy, really. Just bring them on and go ahead. Wow. So he said, uh, he actually asked him to go to the jail. Uh, when that, that's when the man suggested looking at the jail, look at uh, getting a job at the jail. So like DOC, uh, yeah, yeah. Department of Corrections. Wow. So in Arizona is where he met, uh, mom, uh, who lived in Florida, uh, who moved from Florida to Arizona on a whim. They got married in 1983, October. Wow. Moved to the Phoenix area and rented an apartment. So difficulties right this is where he gets into the difficulties yep. of trying to get on for many years uh, for many writing is therapeutic but also brings up a lot of difficult memories and emotions my dad who had saved his reports notes from his career <laughs> knew he wanted to write something down one day he just never imagined it would be a book i just thought i would write something down pass along to people i know wow talk about like sharing knowledge, sharing what, what he's been through. So starting the right process, he said it was emotional, brought back a lot of memories. A lot of them weren't good, but writing the book, he continued as a way of to tell his story and what he went through. So it's kind of like me writing for havoc, right? Right. right. With all the yep. articles I do and, and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, writing is therapeutic. Uh, the writing process took about nine months for him. Wow. Half of the book chapters, uh, her dad, uh, uh, delve into the time Phoenix PD, half the other details were when he was a cop at uh, LAPD. Uh, he graduated the LAPD Academy in 1990, same year as I was born. 
Throughout my career, my job required death notifications to surviving members of family. By no means did I find this part of my job an easy feat. No, we actually just had to do a uh, training for patrol to uh, do a uh, you know notifications, notifications. training. It's yeah. very tough. They suck. They're, yeah, they're, they're tough. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna kind of skip down a little. See, I, w- um, I want to. Put, put Go ahead. This Go ahead. line right here. So there's a story here. You guys go on Police One and read the article. I yeah. mean, it's it's a really well written article by this guy's daughter. Um, there's a quote here. Um, the uh, Stephanie passed out. I guess it was her sister. She was turning blue. My dad asked if we'd started CPR. It goes on. It says mom and dad are here, sweetie. Hold on, stay with us. I'd uttered those words before as a cop, but that was my f- child. Not the same. And every single person listening to this, th- tens of thousands of cops and. The, the close to a million cops, I don't think that's that's different for anybody. Yeah. We've heard it a million times. We've said it a million times. But once it's personal, totally yeah. fucking different. Oh, yeah. Totally different. And they get into this this big story, man. I mean, wow. This is uh, it's just an amazing, amazing thing, right? I yeah. mean, just his his story about, uh, about you know, the perseverance her dad showed and, yep. and how... Uh, the it never quit attitude, right? I mean, here's a perspective from a cop's kid, she writes. Growing up, my dad didn't talk much about his police work. I know he did this because he didn't want to worry us. It's, it is probably bizarre for most of you to read this, but I learned a lot about my dad's police life from his book, which is true. I so mean, let, me, let me stop you. Yeah. I've always, my kids are getting older. They're starting to get, they've, they've seen me in uniform maybe three times yeah. in their entire lives. They know I'm a police officer. They don't, I obviously don't tell them stuff. I've always wondered, like, if one of my kids is going to write something like this 20 years from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I don't tell my kid much of anything right. either. Yeah. Right. Um, so his book begins, you know, his first day at Phoenix South Mountain Precinct. It was fun to read about how excited he was. It was truly a lifelong dream coming true. I left the house bouncing towards my car. <laughs> Breathless with anticipation after so many years of trying, finally reached my goal to becoming a police officer and was super pumped to get to my first duty station. And then it was just a big letdown all the way. (laughs) You realize you got to write reports. (sighs) Anytime someone says, yeah, I found this bike. Are you fucking, do you know how much paperwork I got to do for a fucking lost bike? Like, really? (laughs) I was bouncing turns into I was limping towards my car. (laughs) Exactly. Just kidding. Just kidding. So the following chapters detail incidents he responded throughout his career, including his first homicide investigation, locating a lost elderly man after 1994 Northridge earthquake in L.A., as well as involvement with cornering O.J. Simpson and a case related to Michael Jackson. Damn! I read the book in under an hour and found myself holding my breath often as I went chapter to chapter. It was like I was in his head and I felt similar pounding in my chest with every page. Wow. You know, every cop hearing this is like, I got to read this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The the same dad uh, who woke up early with me that drove me to basketball practice for years on end. The same who worked overtime to pay for my... Uh, select team, the same one who watched and counted every basket I made during practice and yep. games, uh, the same one who came with me to school in my sixth grade morning uh, until I was comfortable enough being able to open the locker on my own. As a kid, I always thought it was so cool that he would drive me to school in his patrol car. All the kids would be like, ooh, ah. <laughs> and when someone asked who that was, 
I wouldn't have pride and say, oh, that's my dad. Dude, you know how cool that is? That is cool. That is so cool. And you got to, like, from her perspective, she's yeah. remembering all this shit. And I just thought, thought back and said to myself... That's what a good dad, right? Oh yeah. And a lot of a lot of cops, they're good dads, but they have a lot of trouble with family life because yeah. there's a lot of shit going on, right? Yeah. This guy was doing the right thing. He was. And you know that by this point, he's he's had a lot of trauma, he's had a lot of bullshit to deal with, and he switches that switch off yeah. and he goes to his daughter's basketball. So she talks about this this guy. Uh, it's getting towards the end. So uh, talking about this guy, Jerry. I'm not gonna even. Van Hebrecht. Okay, there you go. That. Uh, a retired police detective from Chicago area was a professor for one of my dad's criminal justice classes in college. He later became a, a mentor and close friend of my dad's. Frustrated by the obstacles of landing a job as a police officer, my dad went to Jerry for advice and encouragement. Jerry told him something my dad has never forgotten. Never quit. Never. Never. 100%. This phrase quickly became my dad's personal mantra, but it also became mine as well. It was something I told myself often as an athlete, especially when things didn't go, uh, didn't always go my way. Even now, after enduring two difficult life experiences this year, I found myself repeating the phrase in my head, never quit, Sarah, never. Remember that video I put out? It was like a kind of a little bit of a motivational thing. Yeah, it yeah. was, if you're still breathing, no matter what's fucking going on, if oh, yeah. you're still breathing, you have air in your lungs, yeah. you're alive, yeah. you can fucking win. Fuck yeah. That's Absolutely. what it's all about. That's and I love the fact about. that Sarah got this she she absorbed well it shows how much her dad influenced her yeah man you know because he seemed like a very involved even with his career he was still involved with his family oh she's an editor of fire rescue one and ems one. Oh, okay we're gonna reach out to her and just tell her what an awesome job this is and we're gonna yeah. maybe we'll post a link to the book and all that yeah you know what so I mean? what's the book called again it's called uh unwavering honor yep unwavering honor looks like it oh you can get it on amazon yep uh, by Jim Callum. Yeah, there you go. For free? For free on Kindle. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you get that for free. Huge. Wow. There you go. I'm totally going to download kind, this tonight. Kindle, Kindle people. There it is. Unwavering Honor, Jim Callum's C-A-L-A-M-S. Yep. What does that say? With Lisa Bell underneath? Could be a second author. A like second a, author or yeah, something? Yeah, so someone to help him write. Dude. Yeah. Badass, man. Cool, huh? I love the fact... You just got to think, some guys, they do this whole career, and it, it, it takes a toll on their families, man. If anyone knows that family, yeah, reach have them reach out to us. Actually, it would be awesome to talk to him, talk to uh, talk to his uh, daughter, Sarah. You know, Is like, he not the epitome of what Project Sapient is all about? Absolutely. You know, Project Sapient, 2020 at gmail.com. Reach out to us. I'd, I'd actually like to get him on. Yeah. Um, even get his daughter on, uh, just to have that. Yeah, it'd be an awesome episode. Experiences, yeah. talk to good yeah. people, man. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Guys, Project Sapient, don't forget, go to AAAPoliceSupply.com, anywhere in the country, and enter code Project Sapient to save 20% off your total order until the end of December. We want to thank our supporters, DCD Automotive, Bach Group, Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Hulay Law, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, Joint Operations. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Police Podcast. We love you. Stay safe. Stay sapient. Stay sapient.